Hey folks, it's us, podcasting wonderkins John Bishop and Lucas Southworth. Although this is a podcast about cars, it is not age-appropriate for the target demographic of these films, as we usually end up talking about the reproductive organs of Lightning McQueen. Alright, now let's take a look under the hood. actually know anything else about the song yeah I, I was one of my favorite things is to just realize what you're doing for the intro and just sort of let you go as long as you go with it without helping you out at all fair enough yeah done done anyway welcome to the good chat everybody i'm lucas southworth and this is the only podcast brave enough to ask the question hey what's up with cars and he's john bishop the one who tried to do law and order earlier probably who can say if i kept that bit in from earlier you may have figured out we're doing another one about crimes and stuff we did one way back called law and order suv but that was about more like the judicial system and this time we're looking at it from the lens of a crimbable mm-hmm. what is a crimbable why is a crimbable who the crimbable I'm very tired. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the episode today. That's what we're going to do. And we're going to do it right now. John, get us started. Lucas, I want to do a crime. No. How do I do a crime if I'm a car? Well, let's see. Right off the bat, when this was suggested, I was just like, what's a crime? Stealing. And like, right off the bat, that seems pretty hard as a car. Really hard to pickpocket if there aren't any pockets. Really hard to shoplift if we don't have a solid concept of what a shop is. Mm-hmm. Really hard to hold someone at gunpoint if you aren't born with a gun inside of you. It's hard to rob someone's home if we don't have a solid concept of what a home is and what items are there. And if you don't have hands, it comes down to the hands. Mm-hmm. It always comes down it to the It always does. So yeah, that does seem very difficult to do. I mean, I think they still could. Like, you go in a shop, you got a giant mouth. You put something in the giant mouth, you drive right out. That's a shoplift. Okay. You and, lift up a shop. Yeah, you, you've, you've lifted from the shop, if you will. Would it be easier for construction equipment to actually lift a shop? To physically, literally lift a shop. Okay. Yes. I mean, easier still might not be possible, but definitely easier, yeah. Okay. Now, is that illegal? If they don't have permission, I gotta imagine it would be, yeah. Okay. I would hope so. <laughs> is that theft or destruction of property? I gotta imagine it's destruction of property, maybe want wanton endangerment as well. Okay. Now, these are words that are for crimes that maybe, maybe there are other words that I don't understand so much. Yeah, we're not, we don't know much about crimes. We're going to lay that right on the floor. But I mean, we did an episode about fashion once, and you should know just from listening to us that we knew nothing about that. And if you've listened to that episode, you definitely know we knew nothing about that. So when has that stopped us? Exactly. So, theft. Theft is a, an interesting crime because oftentimes people who commit theft uh, do it out of some perceived necessity. Now, what crime could I commit for funsy? You're talking maybe some more white-collar crime. No, I'm talking vandalism. Okay, you're talking opposite of that. I think vandalism would be... Easier than theft, maybe not as easy as it is in our world, but like 
we've seen Ramon do stuff with various paints and whatnot for like the mm-hmm. obvious thought of graffiti. We've seen like lightning accidentally demolishes an entire town uh, in the inciting incident in cars. Okay. So destroying an entire town on accident. That yeah. was clearly a crime. How do I do that on purpose if I'm not the kind of vehicle that can do that? Okay. Honestly, how did lightning do it? We think back, it was clearly an accident. Yeah. How would someone intentionally get themselves wrapped up in a bunch of painful, painful barbs so that they can then drag something that is also attached to the barbs through an entire road and destroy all of it? Yeah, if we're assuming they don't have a tow hook, like one Tomator, Tomator could do it even if he didn't have his magical god powers that we think he had fairly easily. Mm-hmm. But other than that, yeah, it seems pretty hard to intentionally hook yourself up to something like that. It's the kind of thing mm-hmm. that they would just sort of show having already been done. Uh, in or, of course, happening by some strange, strange sort of accident. Yeah, like like they actually did. Okay, so I think what I'm getting at is it seems like crime in this slightly more perfect world is less of a thing just because honestly it seems like it's more difficult to do a crime yeah like i think you definitely can because like that's what the entirety of cars 2 is you know it's a a big super spy crime that they're trying to stop Mm -hmm. and also even in the first one the delinquent road hazards yeah they're criminals yeah they 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 did some attempted murder on Mac. They did some attempted murder, and also they, I don't know if this is official or if it's just what we came up with, are drug dealers. Yeah, I think there was actually some weird evidence for it in their bios, but I can't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so definitely crime is a thing, but I think you might be right that it's just literally harder to be a criminal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to either be very lucky yeah if you want to be a criminal or you have to be very very capable very capable or determined maybe Mm -hmm. because like let's face it how do you even make drugs yeah yeah it's hard enough in our world where we're very able to use our hands yeah it really is uh i i think that that's an interesting thing of like a lot of crime in our universe is done in a moment of desperation or in a moment of just extreme mental dissociation or like you've made one very bad decision at the the wrong time. Uh, and that, certainly not all of it, but like that's what a lot of the more petty crimes are. And just without the ability to do that as easily without the ability to fall into it as easily. Yeah. I think it would go down a lot, obviously. It's just so strange to think like a crime of passion. I guess the only crime of passion I could imagine in this universe is probably destroying yourself and someone. Yeah. We're definitely going to get into murder and why don't we go ahead and do that? Yeah. Okay, so in this world, you are a very large, hopefully, or maybe you're going to get crushed, vehicle. And uh, you get impassioned, so you decide, I'm going to floor it right into this person. So you do so, which hurts them because it's a large hunk of metal hitting them, and hurts you because you're probably hitting a large hunk of metal. Yeah. So... The only crime of passion I can conceive of easily is, of course, just two people hugging too intensely. Yeah, or like, yeah, taking them down with you. Mm-hmm. Like, the the, delin- the delinquent road hazards attempted murder on Mac wasn't a crime of passion. It was premeditated. And they had, like, a plan in place to do it. A crime of murder. And honestly, 
it's a weird thing to define as a crime because what were their actions? They played a man a lullaby and then they nudged him. They attempted to run him off the road. <laughs> they they definitely would have resulted in the man's uh, possible death. But like their actions aren't all that explicitly criminal that I can think of. Like, even if you think about it, if you just like nudge someone slightly and all that does is changes the way they're walking. Like if you're walking in real life and you start playing a lullaby for someone and they start nodding off while walking and then you just like nudge them with your shoulder and they like walk out into traffic. Are you a criminal? I mean, yeah, it comes down to intent. I, I mean, I, I feel like if you if your friend's like a pilot and you you do the equivalent of the lullaby uh, in this cartoon world, which is apparently extremely potent and like lace their coffee with sleeping pills or something. And then they See, that's the thing, though. It's not sleeping pills. They just played nice, calming music. Yeah, but like in this cartoon world where everything is heightened, I think the idea is maybe that it is on par with something medicinal. I think it's just a situation where the delinquent road hazards in this case would just have to have a decent lawyer who can prove that it was reckless driving on the part of Mac. Because he was driving while incredibly tired. And his actions were to follow that path and drive off the road. It was, like, if we're being honest, not his fault that uh, someone nudged him after lulling him to sleep. But he shouldn't have been driving while that tired. That is true. But I think when we look at the intent and the actions of the delinquent road hazards from the movie Cars, uh, then, like, they clearly intended for him to fall asleep. And, like, even that in of itself, like, their actions were intended to make that happen. And, like, if you intend to put someone in this danger, and, like, maybe it's manslaughter instead of murder. I don't know. I don't well, know what the these weird terms thing. mean. <laughs> Manslaughter means that you have killed someone, but you did not intend to kill someone. Yeah, so maybe they could the lawyer could argue that like they just intended to put him to sleep and have him wake up and it was a gag. If if Mac had died, we are going down that hypothetical, of course. But then the nudge while he's asleep to run him off the road, that's that's pretty intentional trying to hurt someone. Sure, but it can't hurt the person so long as the person is being responsible. Well, sure, but... So I their mean... action... I don't think their action could technically be considered actually illegal. I because think it requires good. the other person to do the thing. Whether or not it should be is a different matter. I'm just saying... I don't think it could technically be called illegal. I think it because it's not even assault. Fully could. I mean, if if you like weren't paying attention and I intentionally nudged you into traffic and you weren't ready to catch yourself, I could argue you weren't being responsible enough and vigilant enough against your murderous friend Lucas. But I don't think any. I think any court of law is going to be like, no, you killed him. Like, but, you pushed him into traffic. That's whether thing, or not though. he was ready for it they didn't push him into traffic they changed the direction he was walking through a slight nudge it yeah. wasn't that they pushed him into dangerous condition it's they that did. they made him go a dangerous direction and again they couldn't have done that if he were being a more responsible driver i mean also you can't just like hit someone with your car and to be like, I was nudging them. But like, like, if you were walking beside someone and you like bumped shoulders with them, it doesn't cause them any damage. I don't know, man. I think you are arguing for the sake of arguing. And I think you know that, that they were attempting to harm him. 
if he had been harmed, any court of law in the, in the nation would have put them away. I completely disagree. I, I think that what they did only could have caused him harm if he was being irresponsible. I don't think that and matters. And then he's at fault. In the court of law. I don't think that matters. It's his fault, though. It's not. They pushed him and put him to sleep. <laughs> he was. He, some of his actions also led to that, but their actions caused it. If their actions would not have been illegal if he were being responsible, then their actions were not illegal. They, they, just because it wouldn't have worked. If... Like this isn't for the sake of arguing at all. I genuinely think that they couldn't be convicted for what they did. Just because it maybe wouldn't have worked if he was in some different state of mind doesn't mean the fact that it did work because he was in the state of mind it, that doesn't make it his fault it's his fault that he was in that state of mind he is irresponsibly driving sure mm -hmm. that does not mean that these folks who intentionally put him to sleep and tried to run him off the road did not do something to cause him intentional harm like like, I'm trying to think of a metaphor here just because, like, you were too tired uh, to notice me pushing you into traffic doesn't mean I didn't push you into traffic. All right. If you know full well that someone is asleep at the wheel and they're driving and it's at an intersection and you choose, you have, like, a trailer behind you that you know is not going to hurt you and you choose to legally go through that intersection and the person rams into your trailer and it hurts them because they were asleep at the wheel this is not the same legally thing. you are not at fault yes that is an you, entirely you chose, different thing no it's you choose to do an action that will result in their harm no you know it's going to result in their harm i i am legally going through the intersection when my light is green, I am following no, you are, the laws of traffic. You are legally doing that. Exactly. They are not but doing the thing legal is, things. They hit him with their car. Yeah, driving while half asleep is illegal. I am saying that the car, the delinquent road hazards, intentionally hit him with their car illegally. They did it to cause him harm. They were not following the normal rules of traffic. The problem here is that i can't argue with the idea of hitting the car simply because in our world if you were to nudge someone's car with your car there's no situation in which that does not cause harm yes in their world too because they're going 80 miles per hour but it didn't cause harm yes but it could we are we are going off the hypothetical that this killed mac could they be convicted is what i was going going off in my mind and what I'm saying is that they didn't do anything that would be illegal. They they intentionally hit someone with their car. That's illegal. That's assault. Okay, but it's not in this world. Yeah, intentionally. It's not assault to nudge someone in this world, correct? If you intentionally hit someone with your shoulder, they got a good enough lawyer they could get you, yeah? I mean, it wasn't a hit. It was a nudge. There was <laughs> There was no damage that could have occurred from the nudge. I mean, and we've seen people like celebrate and nudge each other and in several ways make contact. So clearly that's not illegal by itself. Yes, but like consensually, like if I were to like grab your arm and then immediately let go and you're like, I did not want you to grab my arm, a lawyer could argue that's assault. Like assault if has there a, was... a bigger definition than I think you know. Yeah, but assault requires any like amount of harm either intent or possible like if you couldn't have hurt someone and you accidentally bump into them you cannot convict for that i one i want to establish and i'll establish this for me as well neither of us know what we're talking about can we agree with that i mean to the extent that we're not 100 percent on the law of course but like there are certain things that are apparent yeah i i know i just want to I think it's it will be helpful to cool us down a little bit to be like, either one of us could be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I, I, I truly believe that any court in the land would convict them. I, I really, truly believe that. <laughs> An audience, let us know what you think. Yeah. Do it. 
because I think you'll agree with me. Email us, tweet us, text me personally if you know me, and tell me that John's wrong. If you think that I'm wrong, don't tell us. <laughs> and even if you do, I control the Twitter and I check the email more, so I'll just delete them, baby. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we should move on. We okay. talked about that for quite a while. But other than that, <laughs> murdered be hard, yeah? Murder be hard. Unless it's a, well, this term is upsetting to exist. It, like any murder would be a murder-suicide. Most at the very least, unless you got lucky and they didn't, yeah. Yeah, if you had, like, if killing someone required you to fire a gun through yourself, that's what this situation would be. Yeah, like, you might survive, but... Mm -hmm. You can pick where you fire the gun through. Like, you shoot, I guess, through your hand to hurt someone. It's still gonna hurt. <laughs> yeah, and, like, there are situations in which, like, I don't know, you could hit something to knock a bunch of stuff on top of them. Uh, and other things, but specifically the crime of passion in the moment you physically attack them is gonna hurt you quite a bit, too. All right. So we've got that kind of murder. I don't know why I said that kind of murder, that kind of crime, which is murder. Yeah. Uh, that's crime of passion. We've talked about crimes of passion. We've talked about a crime of boredom. Uh, <laughs> so, all right. A heist movie. Heist movie. People People want to commit that white-collar crime. They're robbing the rich, stealing diamonds. They've been watching Matt Bomer in that mm -hmm. show, White Collar. That's was, It was fine. It was pretty good. I enjoyed it quite a bit. He's a charming man. <laughs> a very, almost too charming man. Okay, so, all right. Side note. Yeah. Matt Bomer, I think of him as being like an evolution, and I think of another evolution of that if it was like a fighting type, sure. would be Henry Cavill. I think they look similar enough and are both just like generic white man handsome enough in a <laughs> like similar way. But like clearly one of them's a fighting type and one of them's like a psychic type. Henry Cavill. I know what they look like. I just need reference images. I could see it a bit. I don't know. I can see it enough to understand where you're coming from, not an, necessarily enough to agree with you, but... Yeah, like, I'm not saying they're twins. I'm not saying they're yeah, brothers. Yeah. I'm saying that they could be evolutions of each other. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, that's a good way to look at humans. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're all just different forms of Eevee. You know, when you think about it, I guess. <laughs> but you want to talk about heists and white collar crime, which is good because you gotta know I love me a good heist movie. So common things in heist movies, you gotta have a team. Gotta have What's a team. the team gonna look like? Gotta have a forklift. I mean, you may have to have lots of forklifts. <laughs> Alright, because what do a lot of like breaking into or out of things require? It requires a guy for some reason to be on a line that extends or retracts from the ceiling. Well, that's Mater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you got you got Mater? It's close. <laughs> and I mean you need you need like what? You need a hacker, probably a forklift to work a computer effectively. You need a Luigi and a Guido. You need one for the hands and you need one to run the operation. Yeah, you you need you need the, the man with the plan. That could be anybody. Uh, you need you need a, a grease a grease man, which I can't remember honestly if that's the vehicle guy or the guy who fits in small places. Let me look. That I up. I couldn't tell you. You gotta have the face that's gonna be lightning. Yeah, yeah. Either way, you need the contortionist from Ocean's Eleven is what you need usually because that's pretty fun. Uh, okay. And that would have to be a forklift or maybe even someone smaller, if possible. I would say that would be Guido. Yeah. All right. And then you got Mac to hide things. Yeah, I was going to say you usually have a getaway driver or something to that effect. Maybe they just all get in Mac or they something similar. Mac. Or the Dwight D. Fleisenhower. Yeah, it would have to be something pretty big. Mm-hmm. Their getaway driver is the size of a tiny island. And, you know, if the getaway driver 
in Ocean's Eleven had been that, it would have been a very different movie. I'll tell you that much, at least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Diplomatic immunity. It's their island. Yeah. <laughs> they can do whatever crimes they want, I guess. Mm-hmm. That is how that works. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what would they be trying to steal? Diamonds? Those are probably still cool in this Diamonds world. Diamonds are probably still cool. I would assume they're bigger. Hmm. No, that's uh, interesting. They- Right. One of the Oceans movies, of course, had a heist, and that heist was of jewelry. Jewelry, really cool tires. Yeah, if I remember right, in the fantasy Lightning has about being fun, like sponsored by Dynaco, one of his things is he's got like diamond rims, like spinners on his rims. Nice. Which, honestly, pretty freaking cool, Lightning. Uh, so yeah, something like that would work. I think we've mentioned hubcaps being a possible like wedding ring. Yeah, yeah, we have. Uh, so, and I mean, other than that, let's just do the tangent real quick. Where could jewelry be? Antenna ornament. Antenna ornament, like built into the paint job. Yeah, very much so. Uh, something akin to a spoiler or part of the spoiler. Mm-hmm. Because we've seen one very, very fancy spoiler. That's true. And it was clearly, like, too much. I I don't remember this certain enough to know it's a thing, but I feel like we've seen a gold tooth. I don't know if we have seen one, but that certainly could be one. Yeah, there's a possibility for it at the very least. Mouth jewelry is a thing. Uh, now, have we seen piercings? I mean, what would they pierce? their mirror yeah i guess their mirror could be and if not a piercing then there could be something fancy happening with their mirror they could pierce their spoiler again Mm -hmm. that's thin and long and not important to not be pierced all right uh i couldn't okay maybe they've got a situation where it's like okay this is a weird suggestion is the stop sign that is also a buzzsaw a piercing? It's not a piercing. Definitely not a piercing, but it's an accessory for sure. It could be it their version. <laughs> it could be their version of a piercing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But Oh, and looking at that character, yeah, she does to... have like grafted on uh tusks. She horns. Sure does. I feel like she has a nose ring as well. I've seen a nose ring. I don't know if she has it, but one of them does. She has a chain going from, like, her her headlight cavity into her hood that is supposed to be akin to a nose ring, if I'd have to guess. All right, so they have nose rings. They have, I have to assume, the equivalent of that thing when people have horns grafted into their skull. (laughs) You know. That is a thing. I, I know. I know that. Uh, but and clearly they could do a tongue piercing. Yeah, I was going to say tongues are clearly a thing. And they they sort of have lips, so they could do a lip piercing, I guess. Mm-hmm. And this weird nose chain is similar to, like, that whole aesthetic. Yeah. I'd say Miss Fritter is our best evidence of, like... Just Body various... modification in an artistic sense. <laughs> yeah, all of that. Which good for her. Express but yourself, also, like, she's she's getting these alterations when a good friend of hers has a broken spinal injury that can easily be mended through some small amount of surgery. Yeah, that's true. Like, I'm not saying it's her responsibility to take care of others, but she is an employer and she could just like pay more or have a good insurance plan but instead she's splurging on flamethrower horn tusks and you know ain't that america that is america god bless. but also like i'm complaining about a person who is in a situation where she's i guess the owner and proprietor of a fairly like i don't know lower income type of deal because the whole thing about this is it's kind of underground yeah so I'm complaining about that when I know there are characters like Jackson Storm and there you go. Uh, Sterling who are just the wealthiest and are misusing it. Like, oh, 
this guy's super wealthy. And what did he spend it on? Some asphalt from a track. Yeah, folks. And ain't that, and ain't that America. They try to turn us against each other instead of us turning on them. It's, they're the issue. And I was so busy critiquing someone else's opinions on their own uh, desired appearance and flamethrowers that I didn't even think about the fact that this isn't the problem. The problem is extravagant wealth. Yes. The issue isn't poor people who have iPhones, folks. It's people who have more money than some countries. Mm-hmm. Anyway. It's, it's Jeff Bezos being taxed 5% to pay for all of the college for all of America. Oh, we could do so much to fix so many things. Did you see that? Yes, like the proposal of Bernie Sanders? It's like 4.5% tax on just Jeff Bezos yep. would pay for free college. Not for a person, not for a few people, for all of the United States of America. While we're on this for just a second, when people, have you ever seen when people are like, like post something like Jeff Bezos has more money than like this entity or like has so much money he could do this. And then mm-hmm. people come and comment and like, well, you're just looking at his net worth. That's just all of his assets. And he couldn't like have all of this money just to use. And like, they say it as if that isn't very intentional on Jeff Bezos's part, that he hasn't tied up his money in a hundred thousand different ways to prevent it from being taken from him. Mm -hmm. (sighs) And they say all those things as if, it's still not a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. Uh, okay, so. What even were we talking about? <laughs> jewelry heists. Jewelry. Yes. All right. Um, heist. Stealing. I wanted to say tires, but like there are clearly other things it could be. But then again, think about it. You're going, you're going to the Met to steal a bunch of jewelry. Are you going to be able to steal someone's nose ring? Yeah, while it's on them. Yeah, that's rough. Because, uh, like, it shocks me anytime someone doesn't notice their wallet being, not wallet, uh, their uh, watch being stolen. Like, that's weird enough to me. Like, how do you not notice that? Maybe it's deflection. Someone pats your shoulder while they take the thing off your wrist so you don't notice the slight tugging. Sure. But, like, you can't do that with a nose, can you? No. Importantly, it's right in front of their eyes also. <laughs> mm-hmm like Let the phrase is stuff. steal something from under your nose as if that's impossible to do yeah uh so we could go with the tires are are we assuming that it's going to be an oceans eight style thing like where they steal the the necklace right off of uh Anne hathaway's neck because that's what it sounds like you're saying yep yep that's what i'm going for because that's the one that i've seen the most recently <laughs> That's fair enough. Tires would all be pretty difficult too, though, for some obvious reasons. All right. I guess maybe hubcaps so, would be less difficult. What happens if a car tries to drive without hubcaps? Bad stuff, I assume. No. Okay. Hubcaps well, sometimes just fall off. It's I think uh like rust and interior damage prevention. Oh well, yeah. And, and also decoration. I mean, if if we already said guido's on the team guido could get those things off someone lickety split as it were aside from the noise yeah i assume it would be like watch removal in level of this guy has to be really good yeah you do bring up a good point maybe they're at a rock concert this time instead of fashion week okay so they're still like stealing from a celebrity or something yeah but it's specifically a celebrity who enjoys rock music yeah why not metal even all right <laughs> so make now, it as loud as we can <laughs> let's go back to a problem we've got sure in that movie to disguise the fact that they were stealing jewels what they did is they had someone on site turn jewelry into different jewelry yeah, that was a wild plot point in Ocean's Eight. Yeah, mm-hmm. been a minute since as if they can that. make like eight different, just beautiful jewelry pieces in like 
20 minutes yeah and again it's been a minute since i've seen it maybe there was some like you know the diamonds pre-make the stuff and just fit them into it but i it sounds more more like what i remember is what you've described they did pre-made things that they then fitted everything into but again it was a lot of jewels to fit into things and they also did this thing where like oh yeah we're gonna use 3d printing and like i'm all for 3d printing but if you want something to be 3d printed and believable it's gonna take so much sanding yeah i also know about 3d printing so i agree uh, they also use the wrong kind of printer. Oh, gosh. If they're going to use a 3D printer to make jewelry, why would they use a a filament-based one when they could easily use an LCD or stereolithography in general? It, it would be far faster. It would be far more detailed. Sure. Far less sanding required. Obviously. Mm-hmm. And you can also, like, specifically make... Like, there are specific resins that are for making jewelry and did they use those probably not according they used to filament tone yeah exactly uh, that movie was fine i thought it took away a lot of it that they brought someone from the original team to do most of the heist that's the twist of oceans eight sorry oh that was the twist it is one of the twists they stole all the necklaces instead of just the one and they used the guy the contortionist guy from the original Ocean's Eleven to do it. And I did not remember that. Yeah, and like they made no hint at all that they were going to do it. I didn't like that little bit. I mean, if then, you're gonna like make a soft reboot of the franchise, don't have someone from the original franchise come and do all the work at the last minute in a flashback. Boy howdy. Okay. They had they had the street magician though. Yeah, yeah, they had Aquafina. That was her job. Yeah. And they just had someone else do it? Yeah, they had the contortionist from the original Ocean's Eleven come in, and they're like, we didn't just steal the one from Anne Hathaway. We stole him from this room, but it wasn't any of us. It was this guy I know from my brother, uh, Danny Ocean, one of his friends. So it was it was the guy from Ocean's Eleven, and they had him do the work. And I mean, it was their plan, of course, but... Yeah, he did the act. He he stole the other like I don't know ten necklaces or whatever. Yeah, so he did like ten times the work of the person they had specifically gotten to do the job. Yeah, and I think she was more of like a pickpocket character than like the fit in small places and do flips and stuff character. But yeah, okay. So, all right, all of our usual prefaces of i'm not equipped to talk about this but the movie was also a women's empowerment film no that's that's why i am saying it is a critique of it not of like this is not a critique of the characters it is a critique of the writers in that you fumbled the ball at the one yard line yeah man that's frustrating yeah it sure is Sorry we spoiled Ocean's 8. It's still a... I mean, it's a heist movie, so it's still fun to watch, mostly. Okay. If you have my opinion of heist movies, at least, which is very high. If you enjoy heist movies, you will enjoy this heist movie. Yeah. All right. Okay, that's just very disappointing to think about. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, it would be hard to heist stuff. Yeah. Now, I remember when you brought this up, the idea wasn't just crime in general, but specifically serial killers. Mm-hmm. Serial killers. Uh, so my imaginings of serial killers require them to be forklifts. I mean, kinda, yeah. Because, like, sure, you can kill a lot of people easily, but, like, if you're a sneaky serial killer who's got a weird fetishistic way of killing and dismembering... You have to be able to dismember, and you're probably a forklift. Yeah, if you if you follow those oftentimes rituals of serial killers, I guess in my head I was thinking more of like a hitman assassin as opposed to a serial killer proper. And yeah, if you just do it to derive pleasure from doing it. I think it's one of those things like mass murderer. When you think mass murderer... 
you think white man. Yes. Like mostly correctly. Yeah, there are exceptions, of course. Yeah. So like not every serial killer is going to be uh forklift. But I feel like a lot of serial killers are gonna be forklifts. Yeah, just again the relative ease compared to like cars to do it. I mean, it's like if half of sentient humanity were like seals and half were humans, one of them can use tools, you know? Mm -hmm. So they're gonna do the murders, mostly. Yeah. Now, if I'm gonna do a counter-argument, I would have to say that typically, if in cases of uh, mass murderers or serial killers, it's people who are middle class. Yeah. And I would not describe forklifts as middle class. They yeah. are the working class, but also they're the working class minority. Yeah, it was, it's fairly uncommon for oppressed people or minorities to be serial killers. That's that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, boy. But yeah, There's just, so much to analyze there that is just so <laughs> frustrating and sad. Yes, yes it is. But <laughs> instead we're going to keep talking about cars. Disney Pixar's cars. Woo! Yeah, they can use like big knives. Big knives? Uh gun. Guido can take a person apart real fast. Ooh. Ooh, that's gruesome. Yeah, just imagine a world where your body can just be disassembled without it being permanent and like being fairly intentionally easy to access. And then imagine there's a person in this world who is famous for doing it faster than anyone should be capable of doing if you're in the same room as that person isn't a part of you afraid that maybe if he wanted to he could just take off your arms and legs yeah it's like i'm sort of thinking of uh the villain from iron man 3 how one of his things is like he could superheat his hands and basically just rip off tony's armor uh, with relative ease mm-hmm. uh, same with like whiplash from iron man 2 that's what made them such scary villains for tony is that they could get through his armor with relative ease and yeah i think that would be pretty much the case uh except like if you it'd be like if tony literally couldn't move whatsoever if you took off all of his armor but i do want to talk about we often ignore it which is fair. Mm-hmm. But in cars, too, lots of cars have guns. <laughs> yes. Now, when we think about that, who are the cars with the guns? M- mostly either super spies or paid cronies of like a super wealthy underground society. So I think I see the direction you're going. Okay. So, yeah. Again, more evidence that it's pretty much like the middle class that are going to be killing people. Yeah, it's true. And even worse, who's the guy in charge of all of the, I'm trying to kill an entire, I'm trying to do a genocide. Who is that guy? It's the rich guy. It's the rich guy, baby. We've been focusing on the wrong thing. We've been focusing on the working class because they're capable of doing damage. We've been focusing on the middle class because they're the ones with guns. But who should we be focusing on? The incredibly wealthy. Who's giving them the guns? Now, was this episode intentionally designed to make you think, maybe we should eat the rich? Yes. (laughs) Our entire podcast, even when we're talking about the cars having sex, is intended to make you think that. When we say things like, do car have vagina? (laughs) Think, think wealthy people bad. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we're thinking near constantly Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like sure there's the whole like man it would sure be nice to have a lot of money there's i guess the envy of that but also like there's the we watch people suffer from conditions that could be solved by the addition of money and then we see a man who could literally swim in a pool full of money it's morally reprehensible folks Now, there's a part of me that does want to say that there's a certain level of wealth that you could strive toward that would be uh, not necessarily morally reprehensible. Yeah. Like, 
I'm sure if you are a person who makes six figures and lives a pretty comfortable lifestyle and leads that lifestyle in a way that, oh yeah, I'm not hurting anyone and I can help every now and then and be very comfortable, not lose any of my pretty grand wealth. I'm going to say, I'm not worried about you. Yeah. I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about the guy who has multiple, I would say millions, but right now I'm just going to focus on the big problem. Billions. There are billionaires and that is insane. We want to talk about crime. Let's try to call that a crime against decency, against humanity. Mm-hmm. Can normal cars get guns? Yes, but okay. it's probably a, an operation. <laughs> okay. They, they're usually grafted onto the cars, which is problematic. Yeah. You know, we see, we already talked about another weapon grafted onto a person and Miss Fritter's buzzsaw stop mm-hmm. sign. So think about it this way. People in our world take martial arts classes. Yeah. And then they say the the great line of, my body is a weapon. <laughs> yeah. They're a bit funny. They're a bit foolish because your body is able to hurt people, sure, but it's not a weapon. Yeah. Now, in cars, yeah. martial arts is having a gun grafted to you. And I'm saying this knowing full well, we've seen a karate class. We have, haven't we? Mm-hmm. We've seen a karate class. We know that for some reason, martial arts do exist in cars. Yeah. But I gotta say, any sort of combat training should require you to just be gun man. You are a gun who is a man. Because yeah. there are also people that we have to assume exist that are tanks. Yeah, and that's an assumption we've made, but I feel like it's a correct one. Because there are people who are fighter jets, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) etc. And that is a a fighter jet is a person, we presume, born into a body with guns already and missile attachments. Yeah, so like, I guess if if you're not a person who is a tank or like a military jeep with uh, like machine gun nest on it or something like that you just go to the gun doctor and the gun doctor puts a gun in or on you and besides finn mcmissile who is a super spy supercar if i remember right most of just like the little lemon cronies just had them out and visible at all times am i remembering that correctly i don't remember cronies that had guns i could have sworn there, there were i am almost almost certain. certainly yeah but for the most part, when I think of lemons, I think of people that rammed their bodies into other people at the behest of the wealthy bourgeois. Yes, which we I feel like we've gone into that point uh, when we talk about how the lemons were an underutilized metaphor that could have been really cool, but then they weren't. Um, basically, what I was going to get at back there, could, could you conceal a gun if you're not like a Finn McMissile car? Is that like a uh, spy ability or... And, most people ability it's a situation where money is gonna be the answer because if you want a concealable gun versus just a gun basically grafted onto your face it's just gonna cost you more it's gonna be a more complex device that's true you're gonna need a better mechanic surgeon gun mechanic surgeon a Mm -hmm. real job in this world and I'm guessing a fairly lucrative one. Yeah, especially It's here. a government job. <laughs> yeah, well, one, yeah, they would need them specifically for folks who enlisted. I mean, hell, Sarge may have a concealed weapon on him. We don't know. Might be concealed. Uh, I would hope not. I because would, Because the implication of that's real sad. That he can't get rid of it? Can't get rid of it. Now, Lucas, uh-huh. I will point out, uh, we've gotten into two points. One was a fairly heated debate, and the other one was the point where I was just generally too dissatisfied with the way the world works uh, to continue. But we, I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling we go on a tangent, and I think a good tangent would be 
if uh if you could give me the somehow I had completely forgotten that Jackson Storm was a character, sorry Jackson of the day. Yeah, let's hear that uh quote that usually I do and now I'm trying to do your part of it, but I'm not as good of it of the day. But now I'm going to talk more because it's my segment. If you're wondering why John said those words, Caden sent us an email and said they, they were looking up Carr's quotes to think of a name for the wiki quote, but then they just sort of went on a tangent. But John said the tangent. And you know we like our tangents. Of the day. That whole thing was the title. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but thank you're you, Yes, thank you, Caden. Uh, you know that we like our tangents, so... This week, we are going over to worldofcarsdrivein.fandom.com slash wiki slash Easter underscore buggy. Uh, I will say, for completely no reason that John should think about, I was looking at baby books about the Cars universe online. And one of them was Mater and the Easter Buggy. How strange. Why baby books? (laughs) Never mind. Let's talk about the Easter Buggy. (laughs) Yes. Uh... And yeah, it's just, I don't know how to describe it other to say it's a rabbit, but it's a car. (laughs) It's pink. It's got weird little mufflers on top of it that look like bunny ears. And what can only be described as whiskers and a nose and buck teeth. Okay, it's got whiskers, a nose, buck teeth, is a car. Yes, it's sort of like a, uh, it's like a VW, it's a bug. It's a VW It's a bug. Okay. Which is why it's called the Easter Buggy. I haven't actually said anything from the page. It's a very short page, so I'll go down to trivia and say uh, the only trivia entry is he is based on the Easter Buggy. Ah. Yes. The Easter Buggy is based off of the Easter Buggy? I meant to say Easter Bunny if I did not. Ah. I heard Buggy, and I was very confused, and then I thought maybe he chose this because of that. No, I I probably misspoke. Okay. Um, are the rear tires much larger? Let me look here. No, missed opportunity. It sort of has like, like the shape of his car, is like the area area of the body of the car that like moves to avoid the tire. If you know what I'm talking about. Hmm. Okay. Is sort of is sort of shaped in a way that implies like a rabbit's hind leg to me. Hmm. But yeah. I went and like looked up the plot to Mater and the Easter Buggy, and much like Santa Car, it just fully confirms the Easter Buggy is real. <laughs> it like factually is real. Okay. Yeah. It's not the first time we've seen an animal made into a car, so I don't know why it's consumed my every thought since I've seen it, to the point where I decided to bring it up in an entirely unrelated episode. But... The fact I think it's just the fact that it's got whiskers and buck teeth is what gets me about mm-hmm. it. <laughs> and the whiskers are metallic, to be fair. Okay. But they're whiskers okay. for sure. Now, I do have so many questions, but I'm going to ask the important ones. Yeah. Are the buck teeth separate from the tooth bar? We don't see inside of its mouth. We just see the buck teeth poking out. So presumably, I would say. Okay. So there's a chance that this does not ruin our only mater has multiple teeth. It's possible, yeah. And one thing I'll say, I think I said I would des- I decided it would this would become one of my segments. I did of course look up to see if he was a diecast, and they have in fact made a diecast of the Easter Bucky. I which... will say that was one of the first things I noticed about this thing. Yeah, it's weird. Because, like, he's just a character in one book, right? And, like, usually... Well, I can't even say it. Steve Hersell was in the background, and he's a he's a diecast. So I would put this in diecasts I want now list. But for the first time ever, I saw that, and it was as if something took me over, and I immediately bought it. <laughs> so... It's the first one I've bought for myself, I'll say. The rest have been presents to me that I've expressed desire for, of course. But I don't know, man. (laughs) I couldn't not do it. So I should be getting that on, I think it said, Thursday of this week. Now, Lucas. Yeah. You don't have a lightning, correct? No, 
there is a lightning who is wearing the Easter, Easter bunny ears. ears, but he's not. That's that's not as interesting to me as the Easter buggy himself. I'm not very ag- true. I'm not against getting a lightning. It's just kind of hard to find a lightning that is the kind of diecast I would want, being something that implies something wild about the cars first. I think I found the one that I want to get you. Hey man, I'll take I'll I if you know me personally, I will take any diecasts you want to get me. I will uh, well, don't get me too many though, or I'll feel bad <laughs> about s- stating that out loud. But yeah, enough. I don't know how much it implies about the cars first. It it is a reminder that the cars do believe in the death and resurrection of Jesus Chrysler, which is always I don't know, a slap to the face <laughs> for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah. It's a cold bucket of water <laughs> waking me up in the middle of the night. Uh, but <laughs> he leaves them like various, he leaves them something. I couldn't tell what he leaves them, but they, again, I looked up the plot to this. They make tires into little Easter baskets for him to leave stuff in. So there's that. Is it candy perhaps? Or is it something more terrifying? Eggs. Because think about okay, it. I I will go to the Mater and the Easter Buggy uh, page here to see if they mention eggs. Period. Okay, I'm looking at, huh? Okay, I'm looking at the cover of Mater and the Easter Buggy, and his basket seems to be filled with colorful nuts and bolts. Oh, I think. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm I'm reading the plot uh, to Mater and the Easter Buggy here. So the plot was Lightning didn't believe in the Easter Buggy, much like he didn't believe in Santa Car, like an idiot. So, But he was worried that Mater would be disappointed if the Easter Buggy didn't come, so he was going to fill up Mater's Easter basket. And to do so, he came up with a plan, quote, he got some Easter cans from Fillmore, springs from Lizzie, a dozen lug nuts, and a quart of coolant from Flo. Now, why those things? Okay, the Easter cans from Fillmore, I would assume, are like the Easter eggs. So stuff goes inside those. Past okay, that! Okay, so Easter eggs are cans. Lug nuts are just parts of bodies. I think they gotta eat them, man. Would it be like shoelaces? I mean, that's not the... Mater wouldn't be that excited. Maybe he's really into shoelaces? I th- I think they eat the nuts and bolts, man. I mean, you gotta assume so after we've seen it in a food yeah, situation that's what being was, the mascot. That's what I was gonna bring up. There's the, the sushi shop logo we see in Cars 2. We've already had this discussion on if we think they eat nuts and bolts. And I think we came up sort of in the middle i think this pushes me solidly in the camp of yeah they 100 percent definitely do it's hard to not think they do yeah yeah it is anyway the easter buggy is a criminal because he breaks into your house to leave stuff and that's why it relates to this episode i've decided okay and that's uh, true for pretty much any of the uh, legendary guardian cryptids <laughs> Yeah, any of the holiday mascots expanded to include, of course, like the Sandman and the Tooth Fairy. Uh, Yeah, so there's that. I'll be sure to update you next week with my, I guess, my review of the Easter Buggy diecast. Nice, nice. (laughs) Speaking of, I've decided I'm just going to go into the outro now. Please send us stuff to talk about. We're literally desperate. <laughs> we are working on one lead. Yes. And that is, of course, from Jack. Yes, Jack has sent us an idea that we're working on. But other than that, we, we could use some help. <laughs> and you can give us that help on our Twitter, which is the at the Kachat. You can also send us an email uh, at the at gmail.com. Neither have the hyphen in there. And since I'm skipping around the outro, I'll say now. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Uh, big ups to Caden for sending us uh, a message that we sort of featured in this episode. 
And of course to Jack, who has sent us a message that we are working on as we speak. And just to you for listening. That's really cool of you, and we really appreciate it. I'll do a quick plug. Again, we're looking for guest hosts while John is on paternity leave once the baby comes. So if you know me in real life and or you have some show of your own uh, that you can send is like, hey, I I do things also. And you want to cross promote, go and give us an email at those things I said. Or text me if you know me in real life. You don't have to have a show if you know me in real life. You just want to be on the podcast. I'll probably say yes. John says stuff, no? Um, I don't know why I got tripped up. Yeah, this is your, your thing. This is the part you say. Thank you for listening. No, that's not the part. Remember to... <laughs> Remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Tell anyone and everyone you think might be the least bit interested in this kooky little podcast. And until next time, remember to float like a Cadillac. And, importantly, sting like a Beamer. Do Cadillacs float? Well, Beamers don't sting, so bye! Bye! Time.